Hey there, everyone. Welcome to episode one of Helicarrier, the Shield podcast. It's finally here. Myself, Chris Duker, and host Andy Babak is with me. What up? Here we go. Yeah, welcome to the podcast. And uh, we're going to just jump right into Shield news before we start talking about the episode. So, Shield premiered with 12.12 million viewers and got a 4.7 in 18 to 49 demographics. That is an amazing number to start with. It it took out NCIS in the demos, and it's um, you know people were uh, some people were afraid that NCIS was going to crush Shield, and we, as you're noticing that clearly they are not. Maybe they got a couple of more v- million in viewers, but the demograph the demos are in the end an important factor for the TV ratings and so on. So Shield got up to a great start. Hopefully, Shield will be getting higher numbers as we progress into the season that now people have finally seen the pilot so hopefully that will it's going to go up and it's uh and i'm not being like you know oh i wish it would have been higher but like because this is a great start this is the a great number for abc apparently since um in four years this is the best result they have had on tuesday at 8 p.m you know this this is an incredible start especially when you have networks versus cable cable channels where you have other shows like the walking dead or H- any hbo shows for a network to come out this strong with a show this big the anticipation and i think the hype really lived up and uh everyone's pretty damn happy about it yeah and um and, and also we have you know taking into consideration that we will be getting dvr numbers in a few days i believe so who knows maybe it will it's going to probably get a, a lot higher then so I will admit I kind of expected it to be like 15 to 20 million because I, I don't know, maybe I overestimated how big the Marvel audience from the movies would, be, would go into the TV show. But now that they have seen it, and, you know, good word can be spread out. So, fingers crossed. Now, Indeed. No, go ahead. I was going to say, I was, I was going to say one more thing. I think the best part about this, too, is uh, the show itself is not only is it great for diehard Marvel fans, diehard comic fans, people who've loved the movies. Uh, and as we've seen from the movies, it brought in fans, brought in movie fans to a genre they may not have even watched before. And now you've got this show where you can enjoy all this, enjoy the cinematic universe on your TV as another offshoot of that. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Have you heard the numbers for Canadian you know, I haven't. I was searching for it all day today. The numbers may come out tomorrow, but uh, we'll do an update on on Twitter uh, once once we get the Canadian numbers. So they should be pretty big as well. Yeah, I'm guessing. I, my, my guess is about. I would guess anywhere from four to five million. Yeah, and that, yeah, that would be a good number for CTV, I believe. Yeah, it would be fantastic numbers. Yeah, so fingers crossed. Now, last week. Even before the Shield had premiered, there was an announcement that um, there were that Marvel and ABC are developing an Agent Carter TV show. Agent Carter, as you know, is Agent Pe- Peggy Carter from Captain America: The First Avenger, the love interest of Captain America, played by Haley Atwell, who is amazing. And this is also a good time to announce that Iron Man Three is out on Blu-ray and DVD, and on the Blu-ray release, you can find the latest Marvel one-shot that is Agent Carter. That is a 15-minute long little featurette on... Not, not featurette. It's a one-shot on Agent Carter after... It's a year after the event of Captain America the First Avenger. And um, from, what, from what I've heard, it's pretty badass. 
So, you know, you can go out and buy Iron Man 3 right now and on Blu-ray and DVD and you can see the, the one-shot. Now, because of that one-shot, they're all, they're, that's one of the reasons why they're developing this TV show. And as much as I love Hayley Atwell and as much as I love Agent Carter because she's a, she was a great character in the first Avenger, I'm not sure that she can, this character can actually hold her own TV show. And I think it's too early to start developing another TV show because that was one of the surprises me. Like, why are they already developing it when S.H.I.E.L.D. hasn't even premiered yet? You know what? I think the... I, I see where you're coming from on that, Andy. And I really think that they're... They're really... They're just taking a chance. They've seen they've seen the numbers in the movies. They've seen... They'd seen the hype from the... That they've received for S.H.I.E.L.D. Leading up to the S.H.I.E.L.D. premiere. And I think they really thought, you know what? Let's take a chance. Let's go for this. And I, what I love about it the most is that they're going to give a solid big role and create another big female role model if the show is a hit. I think that's I think that's pretty cool. Outside it's sort of outside of, you know, what we normally think of from comic shows and offshoots and that. So, I think that should be it could be pretty cool if it works. Uh, get on them. Well, the sad part is that it would be set in the in the past and because we all know in the end that she, we are probably going to see an I don't know if this has been confirmed or not, but and this might be a slight spoiler for the upcoming Captain America movie, but apparently she is in it, and I don't know if it's a flashback or a scene set in the present when she is an old woman. And, you know, it kind of makes you sad because, you know, she no, she thinks that Steve has been dead for all these years, and now she she's probably heard he's alive because of the Avengers, and... It's gonna be sad to just see that she, the man that the man she loved, was not really dead for seventy years. Yeah, they're definitely gonna pull out some heartstrings, uh, to say the least, on on that on both sides of the fence with Steve and with her. And, and uh, you know, I wouldn't put <laughs> I wouldn't put it past good old Marvel or as as you know, as everyone knows, the a, a big device in in comic books and and sci fi movies is time travel. So you never know. That's my guess. Uh, I'm, I'm putting it out there. I'm putting it out there for a time travel bit. For a time travel bit. I don't think Captain America is the kind of movie that would deal with time travel. Oh no! Sorry, sorry, uh, sorry. Not necessarily Captain America, but I mean like like her own show, that kind of thing. So you just, think just that, that you think that she in the past would pop up in the present at some point as her young self for time maybe, travel? Maybe Stranger Things have happened. I'm hearing that they're just doing this as a Marvel period piece, and I'm like, sure, that could work. Like, if you also incorporated some of the supporting characters that we had in Captain America: The First Avenger with Dum Dum Dugan and so on, because he, you know, characters like that would be great. Because then it gives us a chance for us to get to know and like what happened after Steve left. Because assumingly, some of them are actually dead now in the present. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to see more Dum Dum Dugan. Oh, I love that actor, and it's just. Oh man, they nailed they nailed him. It was perfect. They nailed they man. nailed that mustache. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's like I just I just I just I just wanted to touch it. I'm like, it's so. Okay, no, never mind. Now let's All get right. let's talk about the first episode of Marvel's Age of Shield. Yes, let's the get pilot. Back to everyone's here. Everyone's okay. Here. <laughs> now, Chris, you, you know now you have finally seen it because I had seen it at Comic Con and I think it was a bit differently cut when I saw it. On um, on ABC this mm-hmm. week, so let's start talking about the world that we see now of the Marvel Cinematic Universe 
in this pilot. That... All right. You know, I, I'll give you I'll give you my my quick rundown. First of all, when you told me you saw it at San Diego, I was very jealous. Uh, Were you really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was. <laughs> Some big. I, I, I didn't bad. know. I didn't know yeah, all I... the text you sent me and <laughs> and uh, the tweets and uh, the Skype calls and yeah. And then it would, t- it would turn me asking you questions and then me finally saying, no, 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 don't tell me anything, don't tell me anything, I'm going to wait. But the, the thing I found, I, I remember sitting on my couch yesterday and the anticipation for the show to come on, it's like, I'm looking at it, it's like 10 minutes left, two minutes left, and I kind of felt like a kid again and it was actually really a lot of fun. And that fanboy in me was just jumping to watch this show. And uh, it killed me when it went to the first commercial break. But uh, but I got to say... Commercial always do. Yeah, but I overall uh, I loved it. It was just the, the introduction. Uh, the introduction of Coulson was hilarious. The, the, the right off the bat, they got into some really quick rundowns on on whenever a new character would come on screen, they gave you you could figure out exactly who they were. So the characterization in the show itself was fantastic. It was good pace. It was quick. It was like, boom, boom, boom. Here's this guy. Here's this girl. Here's, here's what they do. Here's a quick snippet background. And, uh, and yeah, there's my, there's my first take on the first bit. I, I agree. Like when now seeing it a second time, I kept thinking about that. Is the pace good enough for new people that have never seen the movies to be able to capture it, all of it? And I think it does to a certain degree. I I know there were some complaints that they were kind of like shoving down your throat with a lot of these references and so on. But I think they were actually just just very normal because like it makes sense, you know, in this in this world, Shield is is exists because of Avengers. But it, it, they're based on finding these super power, super powered people and so on. So it makes sense if they're referring to New York or Thor and. Um, Captain America or Nick Fury, you know, so, something like that. So I don't think it was being shoved down our throat. I think that it depends on how they will do it in, in all the next episodes because if they keep, you know, do, doing too many references, you know, oh, remember the time when, when Steve was, when he was punching about a lot of bags uh, in, the, in the first scene in Avengers, like, some, I don't know, something like that. It, I think it would be a bit annoying but but it also encouraged the, the people that have never seen the movies to actually go and see the movies because these are great movies and that's why you know it's because of these these movies that we have got this tv show now so yeah, you know oh sorry Andy. no go on i was gonna say i think they did i think they've done it and i agree with you i don't think it was hitting anyone over the head i think they gave just enough information for people to get it even if you didn't even if you didn't watch any of the movies, you could go into this show and and feel kind of safe knowing I'm going to watch a show that's about this Marvel universe, about these heroes, and about this about Shield. And I really think it, after and I did watch the show again tonight, so I've seen it twice already. But I, I really think they're what they're going to do is they're really going to focus on like the for these main five characters, and they did a really great job in that in the first episode, and really the heroes and, and sort of like, you know, the Avengers, all the Avengers and the, the heroes that we know in those movies, they're almost going to become background noise to S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, you know what? We're, we're running the show here and we're going to build this world out and you're going to learn about some awesome stuff. 
and you're going to actually go into like another movie a year or two years from now thinking, okay, guys, okay, S.H.I.E.L.D. set this up. You better have that in the movie rather than you better have something from the movie in the show. You know what I mean? Exactly. I totally agree. And, you know, because this show is not an Easter egg hunt, like Josh Whedon has said. And even though there were a few Easter eggs, <laughs> it's... It's um, it's fine. I, I I like that idea that Jaws has, and I think it's um, you can do it in a in a, in a decent portion for people to not feel like oh uh, they're just referencing and referencing and referencing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and I I I I think I agree with you. They're gonna they're gonna build out the show and build out these characters to to really live on their own. So you almost really for, forget about the movies. So even though they're connected, exactly. Now let's talk about some. No, not some. All the characters that we've seen in this episode. Let's start with Grand War because he's the one that we see first. Yeah. How do you feel about the toughness that is Grand Ward? I love him. I thought he was a lot of fun. That that opening scene uh, when he's going through Paris and and he gets up into the apartment and comes out and there's a. There's a pretty hot woman standing there, and he just looks at her. Uh, yeah, your fireplace is broken. Like, it's just the delivery was, just, was bang on. Typical Jaws thing, just to be like, oh, no, 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 never mind it. I'm just sneaking around here. It is, your <laughs> fireplace is broken. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I liked, I liked the way they sort of took his character. He, they, they broke him down pretty quick in terms of, hey, you think you're, the, you're all this, but there's a lot of stuff you don't know and you're going to kind of be the rookie again. And that's sort of how I felt. He's, he's this experienced guy in for, that works, works for shield, but he's so inexperienced when it comes to this new world, and this new team that he's on, that he really fits in with the rest of the team because they're all new too. And it makes sense because he is one of those characters that, you know, he's kind of the, he represents the audience that, that are, not familiar with this world because he, you know we watch we see it through his eyes in a way. Mm. Not saying that he is the main, you know, he is the only main character, but he is one of those characters that you know we we look through his eyes and and learn it as he's learning it. So it makes sense why he is the way he is. Yeah, that's a great, it's a great device for bringing new people in for sure. And the and look, there were two hilarious stuff about him that I just loved. One, Gramsci. <laughs> I'm like. I, I'm, I might even call my grandma Gramsci. No, heck no. And um, and here, this is one of the greatest moments from, from you know when you were watching at Comic Con. When he said the line, she may just be one of those sweaty cosplayer girls. <laughs> the entire audience went into, oh, like because, like. I'm wondering what the actor was thinking, you know, thinking about, like when he was sitting in the back and thinking, "Oh dear Lord, why did we have to show the pilot at the com- at Comic Con when I had a line like that?" So, like, I think, yeah. yeah, go on. No, I was just gonna say that I know we're I know we're talking about the character Ward, but just on that, what you just said, the character Sky when she when she sort of reveals that she was actually one of the cosplayers outside of Stark Tower, I can just hear every every fanboy watching that show going, oh man, I wish I saw that. <laughs> I, oh man, I wish there was a flashback. Yeah, or or maybe maybe down, the, I actually thought maybe down the road there'll be an episode where she's quote-unquote undercover and she's a cosplayer. If they never do that, I'm going to be so disappointed because that is, I think that's how they would do it in the Marvel world. Mm-hmm. 
because it's so it's so bright and you know even though it, I'm not saying it's being just silly and goofy and whatever you know it because it it, it has a lot of realism to it and whatever I think that it would be hilarious just to see that or even seeing a flashback to when she and here's something I, that's going to have to do with all these characters I would love to see an episode when we see where they were during the events of New York and I know maybe that will be too expensive to shoot because you need to have it in a setting where it's that you know the buildings and everything has been destroyed because of the Chitaris and but you know it could be interesting to see where they were at that point yeah I think that's uh, I think I think we will see that we should see that because that would be that would be very cool actually I can almost see that in I could see Joss Whedon doing episodes where half an episode is just solely on one character and the other half on another character and then just sort of bring them together in the end in terms of shared experiences and something like that would be a great way to do that yeah just going back to Adrian Grand War for a second I think he's a great contrast to Adrian Coulson because it's kind of like I'm not saying this in a bad way or at all I think he's kind of a younger version of Coulson there's some more some more how should I put this He's a bit more, more. He's a little bit more complicated than Colson is, but I could definitely see some something similar in in the way he is that Colson is. Yeah, I could, I, that's a, that's interesting. I could actually see. You're right. I could see him growing into that sort of like basically looking at Colson as a mentor and emulating that as as his character develops throughout the series. Yeah, and I, I, all I have to say is that, that his action stuff was just amazing. Yeah, there were no no stunt people involved at all. <laughs> yeah, and all the people, just, if you didn't know that, they were shooting that scene in actual Paris, just so you know. Lucky, lucky bastards. They had to go all over the world. <laughs> yeah. Now, let's talk, well, let's talk about Sky now, because she's... um. Oh, Sky, my favorite already. <laughs> I love all of them, so... But, like, Sky, she's the... Um, she she's also the character that we see, that whose eyes we see this world through, because she is the outsider. Mm-hmm. Like she, it's kind of like Grandward is the new insider, but still an outsider of this organization. And Sky is now the, she's a true outsider. She has just become part of this world, and I th- I actually love that a lot about her. And I think it's gonna make I think she's gonna help the characters to open up a little bit more, you know, socially-wise. And um, she's just a great contrast to all of them. And um, But what did you think about her? You know, yeah, I liked her right from the get-go, just even when we didn't see her on screen, the, she was doing the voiceover, the narration at the beginning. She was a great lead-in to tie sort of everything together quickly. And then her character itself, there's, she had so much exuberance and so much, so much excitement. And she's that... that that do-gooder but smart and wanting to wanting to make make things right and let the world know that hey you know what yeah these heroes are here and you we should all see them it shouldn't just be sprung upon us because there's some alien invasion in, in new york um and uh, and she genuinely her character genuinely cares for the people around her and if she believes in a cause she'll she'll go whole like she'll definitely put everything she has behind it and uh and be very loyal she's just I, I like her character it's just fun she brings sort of a breath of fresh air to the i think to the whole to the whole shield organization she's not military at all which i think will make a, a nice fun element she really 
brings that human element, like the real everyday kind of everyday person opinion, in a sense, to an organization like S.H.I.E.L.D. I agree. And there's, I think she is most likely the most mysterious character we have so far because we learn in the pilot that she actually erased her own identity. So Sky may not even be her real name. Yeah, you know. <laughs> could she be a Marvel character, possibly? I could see that. Why not? You know, her her uh, identity, she may have, She. my thought was, she may have thought she erased her own identity, but maybe she didn't do it at all. And one of my thoughts was, it would be cool if a, if down the road a villain that's revealed is responsible for whoever she may or may not be, or if it was S.H.I.E.L.D. who wiped her background and made her think that she wiped her background and identity. And there's a whole other story that she doesn't even know about herself. Well, if, I don't. I don't know if I agree with that theory because, as we learned, that they have never. I don't. They, they've never. They have never encountered this character before. I know. No. I, and I. You know what? I'm just just tossing it out there as a thought, and uh, you know. But he'd never say never. But like, how, why would they erase her identity and then, and then you know, you know, act as they have never seen her before when they learn that she is a rising tide? Uh, maybe because they, if they let her know that this is all obviously just rumor and theory on my part, but I'm probably way out to lunch. But why not? It's fun. <laughs> uh, you know, they may just think this, it, they can't let her know. If, like if if they know her or not, why would they let her know? Right. So that's I think part she, of the, that's part I, of the fun of it. I, think I hope, she I, hope that's her, the, I, I think she erased her own identity because she's mm-hmm. running running from something. Because if she if her name is Sky, why don't we have a last name? As you you know you you will see it. She's running perhaps from something. Yeah. No. Here I I kind of went way off in the left field and in a sort of hopeful theory, but yeah, yeah, yeah you did. I think, I think I think they can. I think they'll just keep it simple and say, okay, she just erased her own uh, her own identity. We'll figure it out down the road. But yeah, I wonder what kind of Marvel character that she could be then. If she, if you know I you know because I wouldn't be surprised if they actually reveal that she's a moral character. Actually, to be honest, yeah, I, could see it. Be, now, I, I don't know who they'd make her, but I think if whoever they made her would probably be pretty cool. Yeah, no, but I think she's a great character. I think she's very witty, and she she's the she's a, you know she's one of those strong female characters that Joss writes and creates, and um, now along with Judd Reed and Emery's attention Rowan. and I think it's um, I think it's great. I think she's a lot of fun, and I think she. I just keep thinking about that scene in the in the cafe with um, Mike Peterson when she's mm-hmm. like, "I'm not trying to be like a all groupy, whatever." Like, and then she says, "Like, oh God, you're awesome," or whatever <laughs> the line was. <laughs> and um, who wouldn't say that? <laughs> who wouldn't say that? And um, now let's talk about a character that I have wanted to know a lot about since she was announced that she was playing this character, Melinda May, played by mm-hmm. you know when like. Look, I love all these actors, but like Mingna Wen is just special to me. Yeah, she's uh, she's a great actress, and what every role I've ever seen her in, she's always knocked it out of the park. And and in the, what little we saw of her, really in the pilot, and that was uh, a disappointment that she got the yeah. the least screen time. Yeah, but she she brought a lot to the minutes that she had. So exactly, like, she really she used every moment to its fault to the fullest. Which oh helped. yeah, for sure. And you know what? They did a really good job of saying, "We really want to know more about her. <laughs> Give us the background on her. I want to see. A, I want to see an episode dedicated to her, almost just her and Coulson, really, 
because Coulson and her go way back, clearly, from the way they introduced, uh, introduced I, I'm, her. I'm wondering if New York is one of the reasons why she has such a damaged backstory, because she, when she says that she doesn't want to go back on the field, I wouldn't be surprised if she actually lost someone. Oh, yeah, for sure. In in that in the Battle of New York, or if she got really hurt physically. Yeah, it's uh, it's gonna. Um, I'm really looking forward to them revealing her backstory, and I hope they do it sooner rather than later. Yeah, like <laughs> just on a side note, they really gave Coulson <laughs> some of the best lines in this whole episode. Yeah, we'll get we'll get when, to that, but let's focus on Melinda for now. I'm just I'm no, I was, the, the reason I brought it up is just because of his interaction with. Uh, with the character of Melinda May, so, but yeah, let's keep going on uh, on uh, Melinda. It's May. a really cool buzz. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And she, and if she's just a bus driver, she is probably the most badass bus driver I've ever met. I would have taken the bus every day if she would have dr- driven the bus. <laughs> yeah. No, but I think she's a strong female as well, and I think that clearly she can kick ass, which we already knew because to me she's Milan since I was a kid, and. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like she is kind of the, um, how should I put it? I think she's going to become like almost like the secondary leader of this group because she's so much more experienced, and I think she will be a great mentor to some of the uh, some of the agents. And I was really expecting to see her and Grand War interact a lot. I don't know why. Like when I watched the pilot first, I was like, okay, there's probably going to be some tension between Ward and May, but. They didn't even have a scene, but I think it's. I think we have so much time to get to explore these characters in future episodes. Like we will get to see them interact with each other. Like we, I think it. It was great to see the beginning of a Sky and Ward interacting with each other. And oh, good lord, that interrogation scene! <laughs> that was just so hilarious. And oh, it was very well done. It went. It went a totally different direction than I thought it would. So I love that. Yeah, we'll get back to that scene a little bit later when we talk about favorite moments. We're just talking about characters now, people. And, um, and I think the thing, sorry, that with uh, Melinda May, you you talked about her being a secondary leader. She'll definitely the way they introduced her, at least the way they introduced her in the in the pilot, was I could see her. She'll definitely be that reluctant leader, that reluctant mentor, you know, and then kind of pull out of her own darkness in a sense. Um, at least that's how they've set it up. She's she's got some baggage there, but she'll pull out of that and 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 be great for the team. Yeah, and I think when she w- and and this is a good segue into the next two couple characters we're going to talk about. She when her she's interacting with Fitzsimmons, she <laughs> yeah. you know she she tells Fitz that you you're gonna have to you have to get your hands dirty and so on like because she and that shows you that she knows what this job means and. It's probably not all that pretty as we think it is. So, who knows? But let's talk about the awesomeness that is Fitzsimmons. Agent Leo Fitz and Agent Gemma Simmons. Sir, yeah. what did you think about those two? Oh my god, they're, you know what? <laughs> they were so much fun. They seem like the innocent kids on the block, yet they're the smartest ones in the room. <laughs> I know! By far. I know! And, but at the same time, they're just, they're just having fun. And, and that's like, when they were talking and when they were doing their thing, it was just, it was it, it was a, almost like um, kind of relaxing in a way and that they were just the characters were so at ease in this situation as a viewer I kind of felt at ease I'm like oh yeah these guys will figure it out yeah they're smart this guy's a genius he doesn't get his hands dirty who cares he's got all these gadgets she's smart as hell she'll figure it out like and they work they work so well off one another the chemistry there with those two 
I thought was just, I was floored for a pilot at just how good the chemistry was. Between yeah, those that's two actors. yeah, exactly. Look, in, there's I've seen a lot of pilots and I've seen a lot of great chemistry and so on, but this is one of the best chemistry I've ever seen because, first of all, these two, and this is not, not a slam on these two actors because I love these two actors now. They are they they are two of the unknown actors that we, that the show has. Brett Dalton and um, Ian DeKester and Elizabeth Histridge and um, Chloe Bennett, all four of them, they are unknowns. Uh, Chloe, she's a bit more known because she did Nashville for ABC. Mm. At least I think it was ABC. But like those other three, they haven't done a lot of things. So and and, and but and it's still so amazing to see that you know the two unknowns being just perfect for each other. Because I would love to see the screen test they did for the network, like how that even what the, their audition was like. Because you need yeah. you need one of the uh, you need the other to make the other fit. You can you know we need fits fits won't work without Simmons and Simmons won't would work without. Fitz. Well, they're yin, they're yin, they're uh, yin and yang, right? Really, that's how I see them. Yeah, kind of, and I think it's yeah. going to be a great dynamic to the show. And I know that pe- there was I saw some complaints that oh, there's just so much goofiness and so on. But look, this Shield organization is a bit surreal in a way. So of course it makes sense for them to go for them to talk over each other or whatever and um but the thing that i love so much is that they're so young and that they still became these agents for for shield yeah you know the thing that i, I agree with you too like when you when you hear about some people maybe complaining about the characters themselves about maybe let's say they're not being as serious or they don't fit they don't fit the mold of say a shield agent shield in the realm of the marvel universe <laughs> shield has millions like hundreds of thousands of not millions but hundreds of thousands of agents and yeah and they've pretty much what they've done in the show is they've brought five of them together and they all have their own personality and each one touches on a different type of personality i think i, I think you need that balance and it creates that balance across the whole board i totally agree i totally agree and i think i i just keep thinking of the adorable leo that when he was talking to sky like when you come back i will show you my thing I think my gear. <laughs> oh, so adorable! I just I can just relate to that so much because I I was I did something similar once, not with gear because I I'm not smart. So I'm. Look at me how I'm bashing myself. No, but like I can relate to that, and it's just I think every guy who was mm-hmm. watching that was just that, been there. Yeah, I you know I and we'll per, I think we should bring this line up again in our favorite moments. But on that note, what you just said. I was when I when when he delivered that line, I was sitting there laughing to myself, going, "Oh man, I've done that before." Like, sim, you know what I mean? Similar kind of slip, and you're like, "No, no, 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 no!" Oh, too late. <laughs> yeah, no, but the great thing about Fitzsimmons is all the gadgets and tech they get to use, and I think it was the, no. Let's like, save it for favorite moments. We need okay. to talk about yes. Now we need to get to Coulson. Uh, do you want to do Coulson last? Do you want to do Kobe Smulders? Maybe Ray Hell. Well, she's she's a guest star. So, I know. I know, but like, I want to focus All on right. the main characters right now. All right. Colton All right. is back, baby. He's alive, and he has a flying car named Lola, and that's just that is just awesome. Okay, what do you think about the return of Colson into this this universe after what we saw in the Avengers movie? You know what? Even before even before this show was even announced, and I was in the theater watching this movie, uh, the Avengers movie. Sorry, and he died, quote unquote, died. Down. I thought. I thought there's no way this character is dead. He's too important. He's been in every movie, and this again, like I said, it's before the show was even announced. So no, I had no idea a show was going to come up, obviously. But 
I thought, there's no way this character's dead. He's too important. He's going to be brought back somehow. Either he's going to be a life model decoy, or it's just going to be an, an elaborate setup that he's that he's dead and he's really not. So, am I happy that he's back? Yes, because he's... It makes <laughs> without sense. Him, without him, this show really wouldn't fly, no pun intended. His... <laughs> It's it's his uh, intro into the first episode, and I like the fact that they actually waited. It was probably a good, I think, six minutes before they finally showed him. Yeah, uh, and just his his intro was just it was classic, and it was just so in the character and hilarious. Um, <laughs> coming out of that dark corner, but anyway, we can go more <laughs> into that. We, dark corner. <laughs> He's like, sorry, it was. Uh, it's really okay, let's okay, there, let's right? keep, let's keep it because we're gonna. There's so just so many favorite moments that we need to get to. I, I here's know. the thing. I agree it's with. It's hard you. not to talk yeah, about it. Yeah. Well, I have to say, I agree with you, Chris. When I was sitting in the theaters watching the movie, I was like, no, he's not dead. Yes, Maria, those cards were not in his jacket. Those those were in his locker. I agree. I agree so much with you. And Fury even says that they needed a push. So, the thing, though, I can actually understand some people that, okay, he has, he has, he had to stay under the ground for a while, and now he's back in the public. I don't think it's too early, though. I actually think it's good that he's now back in the field, and I don't think this will affect the other Marvel characters that we have seen established in the movies and so on, because here's the thing, I don't think they did they establish that they are in New York now? In, oh, in the TV show? yeah. Uh, I think they sort of established that they're somewhere else, basically all over the all over the world. Because I know, but like, it, yeah, but like this. I couldn't okay. tell. I, yeah, sorry, I know what you mean. Sorry, I couldn't tell what city they were supposed to be in. It was very nondescript. Yeah, all I know is that they were shooting it in L.A. and mm-hmm. uh, but I think it was supposed to be something else for uh, they. L.A. was supposed to be something else in the in a TV show but okay that doesn't matter I think that the way that they bring back Colson into this show as an introduction work I think it's it brings all the great aspects that we love about Colson that he's funny and he's so grounded but he's still also a leader in his own way and I think it's going to that's you know that's he's the scene of the Marvel universe he's the glue that sticks them all together uh, in, including Fury of course I'm not going to decrease the, the, the importance of Nick Fury's way of being a glue of the universe, but Coulson is the same thing. And I think the mystery, though, about his resurrection is going to be a huge plot for the season. Because as we see, and this is a good segue into talking about the guest actors, Hill and Dr. Strytan, if I, I believe mm-hmm. that was his name, played by the amazing Ron Glass. Mm-hmm. Like, when, people, when he just walked into the scene... People at Comic Con just screamed out of happiness because he is such a beloved actor from Firefly, and it was. I'm wondering what this mystery is because I'm. Is it just really being a life model decoy? Pardon me, say that again. Do you think it's just? Do you think the mystery really is just that he is a life model decoy now? You know, my my thought, my initial thought was that in the movie, he he. What died was a life model decoy. That's that was my thought in the movie, and that his, that he was Cole, actual Coulson was actually off somewhere else in the world looking at something some other new hero or something like that. But now that I see him in the show and the way they set it up as to uh, him most likely not knowing his true background and how he came back came to be again, I, I almost think that he he could be part 
part LMD, part human. As weird as that sounds, but hey, it's a comic book based show. So, yeah, and it it actually you know. would. I could actually believe that it being the reason because Maria Hill and the doctor says that he can never know. Mm-hmm. So so clearly, this is something deeper than we that we originally thought. And I oh, think sure. I think in the season finale, I don't think it will be in the middle season when we learn about the secret. I think it will be the season finale that reveals it all. Yeah, I I I, I thought the same thing. I thought, oh, well, here's our season finale episode right there. As soon as they said that, I'm like, yep, here's the season finale set up. Yeah. And, um, which, isn't a bad, which isn't a bad thing because it kind of gives you something to look forward to. It's like, okay, let's have all the fun. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to get, you know, you don't want to have all everything fed to you already. You know, you, you know, you need to balance it in a way because otherwise you're just going to get stuffed. And it's uh, it's that's not a, that's not a good thing. Uh, I think he had a great interaction with all the characters. You know, he seems to have a deep relationship with Melinda. He's he's gonna have a great mentorship for Grant. Mm-hmm. I think he's he 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 kind of I like the daddy for Fritz and Simmons when they when they were like, there's no way we can make it in a few hours and. Never tell me there's no way. And I was like, damn, brother, he's awesome. Actually, and- that. Sorry, that scene when he said that, that was one of the most powerful scenes in the whole episode, actually. And it shows you that Colson is not just a goofy character, that he is exactly. a leader. He is he knows when to be serious and when he can actually goof around or, you know, be... The, he's a fanboy, for God's and that sake. He, and that he really cares. He really cares. And I think, yeah, Fury, you need Colson. And hopefully yeah. we'll see Fury on the show at some point. That would be very cool. Let's talk I about... Thought... Yeah, go on. Oh, no, go ahead. Like, you and I talked, uh, obviously, before this, and we said we thought that we were going to see Fury in the first episode. But, I did. I, uh, you I, already knew. Yeah, I didn't well, know. Well, I, I never but, thought he was going to be in the first episode. Oh, okay. I thought, although I did think that uh, as a surprise or, like, a payoff or such, a, like, like, a, like a like a little special gift that they would do, maybe he would do a voiceover. Maybe he would, be, I think he would be amazing to have as a narrator of the show. Yeah, that would be cool. But I, who, I don't know. Now let's talk about the guest actors. Now at Comic Con, when I saw it, and I know I'm I'm bringing up a lot about Comic Con, but here's the thing: I need I I can only talk about the experience that Chris ex- experienced from seeing the pilot when I was at Comic Con. So here, so just just stay with me, people. When I saw Maria Hill sitting opposite Grand Ward, I thought that my people were sharing, but I was just sitting there thinking I was right because. When you heard that voice in the first trailer, I said, I always said, you can find this also on the the, the Keysight TV forums that I usually post at, that I believe that Maria Hill was going to be in the pilot because that was Kobe Smolder's voice. And boy, am, am I glad that I was right because I love her. Yeah, her her cameo in this episode was the the perfect obviously outside of Coulson, but she was the perfect tie to the movies that they they really needed to sort of get the ball rolling. And yeah, I I was more than pleasantly surprised that she was there. She's she's great, and they can they they t- they when I first heard they cast her as Maria Hill for the movie, I thought what great casting. She's going to be fantastic. I was a little leery because I've been watching around how how I met your mother for the last eight seasons, and so. <laughs> But uh, sure enough, uh, she she was pleasantly surprising and, and worked out looked great as in the role of Maria Hill, and she actually can actually act the role. And I think that come next season for season two of uh, Marvel's Agents of Shield, we will see more of Kobe Smulders as 
uh, Maria Hill because How I Met Your Mother finishes up this season. So yeah, and we and we're not saying that she's going to become a series regular because you know one, the fact we are even talking about season two right now really speaks that we're really believing that this show is going to be a success, which I think I know it will be because I believe we will see a second season, and I know I I believe we will see Maria Hill, but I don't think she's going to be a series regular though because I because she's she talked about this in an interview saying that she's doing a big she's doing a huge move to New York. And apparently this show is shot in LA, so it's going to be some maybe some travel issues or so. so like, or, although like, not really a travel issue, but like if she's moving to New York, but then to become a series regular for, for Sheila, I can understand that. I think mm-hmm. she's going to be a recurring char- character. Like, yeah, know? I think she'll be there. Sorry, I think I think yeah, we're on the same page. I think she'll definitely be there. I didn't realize about the New York uh, move there, but but that's uh, that's a good point. But yeah, I think you're you're right. I totally agree with you that she'll she'll definitely have to be in a few episodes at least, right? Yeah, and um, yeah. Before we get we get into the big guest actor of this episode, you know, just seeing Ron Glass being part of this universe just it was a great surprise, and I'm glad that they didn't announce him or mm-hmm. even Hill Hill because at Comic Con nobody knew, aside from me, I'm I'm a diva, I know that Hill <laughs> was going to be in the episode. So I think I I think that's a good way of actually giving us some surprise because you don't want to get all the information fed to you and be like, okay, now I know who's going to be in the episode or whatever. Yeah, it's it's nice that they can, uh, it's nice that they can create some sort of uh, mystery, especially uh, even now with Twitter and Facebook and, and everything else going 24-7. It's nice to be able to get, be surprised once in a while. Yeah, let's talk about the biggest guest actor of this episode, who was really the antagonist of the episode, but still a hero as well. J. August Richards as Mike Peterson. What did you think about him? Oh, just I thought he was great. Like you can't really go wrong. Like I, I want to hear. Actually, I want to hear your thoughts because you've you've been sitting on this. You've seen it a while back. So I want to hear your sort of first reaction to it. Well, here's for the thing. any of us. Well, here's the thing. I knew that J. J. August Richards was an amazing actor before Shield because he is Gun from Angel. If if you not if you have not watched Angel along with Buffy, then you're nuts. And <laughs> I I I was wondering because here's the thing, they didn't announce who he was playing in this episode when he was announced he was starring in this episode. People thought he was gonna be Luke Kate, which I really hope he would have been, or that he I really thought he was gonna be Nick Fury's son. I posted something on my blog during the summer that, that a theory that I had in my, my head of how he could have possibly been Nick Fury's son. And, and you know, because and also explain how he would have superpowers because in the comics there's something called the affinity formula and mm-hmm. which is which Nick Fury has and which his son has and that gives them them certain abilities and, um, and Nick Fury's son or Nick Fury Jr. or also known as Marcus Johnson I think J. August would have been amazing if he had been revealed as that character but Okay, yeah, and also for people who don't know, there's Michael Mike Peterson is a Marvel character. He's a it's a minor, he's a small one, and but he is a Marvel character. So you can look it up, Mike Peterson Mar- Marvel, Google it, kids. It's good for you. <laughs> and and uh, there we go. We said kids again. Drink and um, yeah, well, um, we'll stop that right there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but I think he was amazing, and he really captured the emotion that this is this is a scary world to live in right now in the Marvel Universe because there are gods, super soldiers, men in iron suits, and green raging monsters. They are all over the place. Yeah. Uh, you know, how can man live in this world knowing that 
there are there are gods among us. That that final scene that he had mm-hmm. was just heartbreaking because oh, I, that that's how we I would have felt in the same way that am I good enough when I know that there's these amazing extraordinary people? Yeah, and it's sort of it's sort of you know he did such a good job of even from the very beginning p- trying to play that that hey. You know, I'm to his son. I'm 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 your dad. I'm still your hero. Like, I, I, don't worry. I'm gonna look out for us. I'm gonna protect us. I'm gonna be there. You know, uh, before they even revealed his uh, powers. And then as we go through the episode, you can really see him struggling with. You know, hey, I'm good. I'm a good guy too. I can be a hero. You know, I may just, I may not be a god, but I can be a hero, and I need to be a hero to my son. And you know, and who's he gonna look up to? I don't want him looking up to to gods and other people. I want him looking up to me because that's my kid. Uh, that's I, t- I I sort of read a lot into it, but that's what I took out of it. And I thought the delivery, his delivery, was just uh, bang on in, in all the scenes. The only line he had in the episode that I didn't like, he had there was one line that I just cringed at it when and then it cringed, but I was just like, oh my lord, at Comic Con when he was saying, no, it's an origin story. I was yeah, like, that was. <laughs> it, it's a bit. It was a bit cheesy, but that was one of the reasons that made me think that. Oh, is is this a way he could become Luke Cage? Because like when he was asking Sky to erase his 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 identity, I was thinking, is this it? Is this the moment when he actually creates his own identity as a Marvel mm-hmm. character? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the line the that line that you just mentioned. No, it's an origin story. When I heard it too, I groaned. I'm like, oh man! But it was, but it was very. That was very comic booky, right? Like, it, yeah, that was. But, a it, but time it was still. When it was it was really still, like a comic book, like you know. Yeah, it's it was still like, story. oh, okay. I don't want to. I could, I could deal with maybe like one of those lines every few episodes, but not every episode. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still waiting for. By the way, on a side note, I'm still waiting for a Stan Lee appearance. Yeah. <laughs> we need. Where was Stan Lee? Seriously. Yeah, I, I, I hope. But you, although he was created as an executive producer, so that was kind of like a little cameo there. But I'm hoping we'll get to see the man himself because Stanley, Stanley, you don't need a reason to have Stanley. You, you, you can put Stanley needs to be in every movie. I don't. It doesn't matter if it's a comic book movie or a Marvel movie or whatever. He needs to be in every movie there is. I'm just saying. Now I'd like to see. I'd like to see Stanley just in the background with Windex and a cloth wiping down one of the windows to the meeting rooms where Coulson is. Having a meeting with with like Melinda or something, yeah, and just showed, random background show, shot. Yeah, yeah, and they would, sh- and that would show you that the shield organization uses use old people to do their to be the janitors. Yeah, let's let's <laughs> let's be more cruel to this to this poor. Hey, man. we could always say they're LMDs, right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I here's the thing. I think that J- that Michael Mike Peterson was a good good character to have as as their first case of the week. Mm-hmm. I because here's the thing. There's gonna be cases of the weeks, and it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be exciting. It's gonna be a lot of fun. But I think he was just really he really set this whole thing up of in showing that we're living in a world where we're they're just not, the man is just not the only thing that exists here. We have people from other worlds yeah. and and other times. And I'm quoting Sky because it was just a great. Mm-hmm. She's a great um, narrator. I love yeah, and her. The writing they did for her was fantastic. Let's get into some of the writing because this is one of Joss, this is Joss Whedon, Jed Whedon, and Murdoch first script for Shield, and even though Joss is not going to be involved that much with the writing of the show, he is still an executive producer, so we're going to see his touches all some some of the you know at some of the places of the episodes. But yeah. 
I think this is just one of Joss Williams' best pilots that he has done. And I'm so oh, glad he was the, the, the director for the episode. And I'm hoping that he will re- he will return and write the season finale because I know it's going to be it's going to be impossible for him to shoot more episodes during the season. Well, when you have his when you have when he has his brother and his sister in law working on the <laughs> working on the series, I think he's going to be pretty close. He may not publicly say it, but yeah, no, he'll but be he's talking gonna, a lot. I think he's going to be involved as much as he can. Yeah. Because Avengers two starts shooting in February, so not to sound like a not to sound like a nitpicking nerd, but I'm going to for a quick second, and only because only because in, in terms of writing, don't get me wrong, I think we all know by now I love the show, but the one thing that sort of threw me like you and I had the same thought on the origin that it's an origin storyline, the one thing that got me and the first thought I had when when they said the hooded hero, the first thing I thought was. That sounds a lot like Arrow, the man in the hood. And and it just, it, it, not to cross universes, but that's that's exactly what I thought. It was just sort of like, oh, guys, you could have picked something else. Come on. <laughs> but, what what, so, what could I, they have picked? Please tell me. I, no, I, I, don't have, I don't have an answer for it. Exactly. Just, <laughs> they could have said the man on fire, right? Like maybe The, ma- the man clothes, on fire? Maybe his clothes were on fire. I don't know. It's, how, it's, it's just as good as the man in the hood or the hood, like the, the hooded hero. Well, here's the thing. Arrow is not being defined as a hero in that world. I know. He's I a know. vigilante. I, so. like, I said, like I said, don't want to cross, don't want to cross universes too much. It's just, it's just a quick thought I had. It's really right, a little, it's a, it's, a little it's thing. Fair. No, but I think what I think what I like about this script is that it really makes a good. It's a good way of giving all the characters enough screen time. Although I, I wish Melinda May had except for me, no one's character. Yeah, I. You know what? I think there may, may be some deleted scenes of her because here's I felt the that I, I felt the same way when I was watching the pilot of Arrow that Diggle was not getting enough screen time because, like Mingna Wen's character and David Red's character on those respective shows, I love them in the pilot. I was just like, I want more, and maybe that's a good thing to feel because now we we were getting more episodes. So, but like I, I think I think it was an amazing script. I think it had all the tones of the Marvel universe that we've seen in the movies, and I think it just. It really gives all the characters their own character. Like they're not, they have all different ways of expressing them, themselves. They have different ways of interacting with people and so. And I think that's just amazing writing. And um, you know, just having Josh directing the episode was just amazing. And I think it really helped the show. So hopefully we'll see him direct some more episodes. And I'm because here's the thing: I had not seen a lot of Jed and Marissa's writing before the pilot so like but this gives me this makes me feel good about the show thinking that okay we have good writers and show writers of the show yeah and I, I think we i think you and i will both agree and those listening to us will agree that joss wouldn't just leave it in someone else's hands if he didn't feel comfortable he basically said i've set the bar the first episode here we go you guys take it i'm confident you can take it and i'll see you to help out here and there so the fact that he announced that you know he he'd be involved, but really sort of stand back shows the confidence that he has in in the the people that he has on his team working on that show. So I wholly I fully trust that. Yeah. Now let's get into some favorite moments. We've been waiting a long time to talk about this. Okay, favorite moments. Go. Coulson's introduction from the dark corner. <laughs> His dramatic introduction. Sorry, it was really dark in that corner. I think there's a light bulb out there. <laughs> it was. It was so. Coulson. 
Yeah, and it was and it was so like it, I like the fact that they called it their own. They they called out a device that's been used in so many movies and TV shows over the years, and they used that device, but they made fun of it at the same time, and they made fun of it in a believable way because that's the character, and it was it was just it was hilarious. Like my wife, my wife watched it with me tonight actually, and, and when that scene came up, I knew it was coming up, and she laughed pretty hard. So, <laughs> it was, it was, go ahead, next next moment. My one of my favorite moments was when they when they revealed that when it was that Mike Peterson was actually infected by Extremis, mm-hmm. because that really showed that this universe is connected. And I was I didn't know when I saw the pilot the first time that oh my god. They just set this whole thing up since Iron Man Free. They, they, in the story, at least, because I know they, they, they were starting developing the show last fall. But when I saw that connection, I was like, oh my god. This also explains why where S.H.I.E.L.D. was in Iron Man Free when this was happening with Extremis and so on. So that was a favorite moment for me. That they really show you that there is this is a shared universe. And I think, it's, I think that was good. A comedic moment for me was the interrogation scene. When he, when he put, I did when he was, when they were talking about the truth serum and so on, and Grant started doing his monologue, I was, I really thought he was going to do it to Sky, but I was like, mm. when he started doing his monologue, I was like, oh dear lord, Sky, war, you're going to get so owned. He was like, ow! <laughs> <laughs> he was like, what the hell? <laughs> and the, it just, it just worked so quickly, like, because he started spilling all the thing, things that he didn't want to reveal, and grabs it. <laughs> Well, I loved how they. I loved how they. Uh, I'm with you there. I loved how they used uh, how Sky, the character Sky, used her sex appeal to really get some answers out of him. Because you know that you know that. But she didn't when, need when the, to because she could. No, no. But you, yeah, no, I know. But you know though when that happened, everyone, everyone sort of leaned forward a bit more in their chair and was watching a little closer to the TV. <laughs> Moving on. I meant that in a very another favorite story. moment, Chris. It would, I would have. Well, we already mentioned it earlier. Uh, Fitz, when he mentioned, when he said, when he talked about his thing and his gear, like, who hasn't, who hasn't had those moments where you just, you say something and you're like, no, 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 it didn't, Don't I didn't say mean that. that, but, you know, uh, so. uh, I think it's a poop, <laughs> that was also one of my favorite moments, and he was just like, no, and I'm like, I, I think, with little daggers in it, what, with little daggers in it, <laughs> Daggers with holding daggers. Now, who's holding daggers? Oh, my Lord. <laughs> okay, uh, let's see. Another moment of mine was when Ward first met Fitzsimmons. Uh, and she, you know, he, uh, Leo, just, Fitz just smashed his little device thing, and Jem- Simmons just walked up and just took some sample out of his mouth and just, are you excited to join us in a journey into mystery? And apparently that is a reference to Something yeah. from the comics. Uh, I don't yeah. know what it is. No, wait. My friend yeah. Matt told me last night that it was actually the first comic apparently that Four appeared in, right? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, that was a really cool comic reference. When in a subtle way, like, I didn't yeah. get it. Like when pe- when when he pointed, I was like, "Really? Was that?" I-, I just thought it was just Gemma being excited. But you know, the nice the nice part about it too is the line didn't feel forced at all. It felt exactly. so natural. And that's why a lot of people were like, "Well, but if you like, if you know, like the comics are like, oh man, that's great." And it was good on so many levels because it was 
it was a fun line and it was it wasn't forced and it sounded natural to her to that character so that I, was cool and um what other favorite moments do we have i just i just love all the action stuff I, one of one of my favorite moments was when colson was talking to melinda <laughs> in her office in her dark office with cardboard boxes all around her and uh he's like so so this is actually where they make the red tape. Huh, I, I was like, really? <laughs> I guess they're gonna make it somewhere. <laughs> exactly. I uh, let's see. I had another favorite moment. Tell me another one while I think about mine. Uh, I really liked um, the hooded heroes monologue at the at the end at the end of the episode. Uh, it was emotional. It was moving. It was uh, it, it was it was really really well done. Something I need to talk about is the, the composer of the show, Bear McCreary, and if you not if you don't know who he is, then you you need to go do some do some research because he his score for this show, thank Lord. Thank Lord that they actually got this guy to do the score for this show. Because here's the thing, and I actually I teared up a little bit when I first heard the score. Colson actually has a theme now. <laughs> He's been in Iron Man, Iron Man 2, 4, The Avengers, but he never had a theme. Thank you, Bear McCree, for finally giving this man his own theme, because this man deserves it. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it, as Andy said, if you haven't listened to it, just just search Bear McCreary, B-E-A-R-M-C-C-R-E-A-R-Y, and, uh, or just type Bear McCreary, and if you misspell it, just type Bear McCreary Shield, and it'll come up. So Yeah, and you can listen to it, to it because he's done the score for a lot of other shows as well. So Yeah, and, oh yeah, uh, he's an amazing talent. Yeah, but um, overall, this was an amazing pilot, and I'm so glad that people have seen it now, because I haven't been able to talk about it since July 19th, because <laughs> I, can't, I couldn't say anything. So I'm glad that people have seen it now. I'm glad it's off to a great start. I think this is just the, this is just the beginning. This is going to be an amazing run, and uh, I I can't wait to see more of it. How, how how do you feel about Chris? I couldn't agree with you more, and I'll uh, I'll give you a bit of a quick rundown. I loved it. Yes, I think we've uh, clarified that. <laughs> and this is the right time to finally see a show uh, get sent on TV based on a based on a comic book universe, and it, where it can be done right, where it can be given justice. And not be this cheesy, you know, we're doing a TV show about a comic from like, even if it was 10 years ago, I don't, the show would not have worked. It's, there's a perfect time for everything. And this was, the, this, this was its time. Uh, and, and Marvel really planned all this out in terms of their movies and when they're releasing them and their phase one, their phase two, their phase three. But to toss the, a show like this right in the middle of all of that is it's a smart marketing move it's a create it's a bold creative step and it's made a lot of fans happy including this guy so i'm i'm all in yeah and i'll I'm also gonna say one thing because people may think that we're just gushing over it instead of you know being critical so here's the i didn't have many things to complain about this episode maybe a few line here there so maybe something that I, you know i i didn't like that we had so little of melina may i didn't like that no origin storyline but overall I, I i was really satisfied i really felt that this was an amazing pilot to start off the show with yeah you know what and i agree and i and, and i think that i think down the road you and I will be honest in our in our feedback. We'll be constructive about it, and we'll give our reasons as to why we yeah. like or don't like something. Uh, yeah, and I everything every point you just made, I, I agree in terms of things that maybe didn't we were sort of hoping to see more of, or it didn't really work. One thing that sort of irked me a little bit at the beginning, and keeping in mind though, you have to remember it's a pilot. So when they when they started filming this, they probably didn't know they were going to get picked up for an entire season. 
fairly quickly. Well, they don't know about. We don't know if they if they have it picked up for entire for a full season. We we have heard an episode so far. Okay, sorry, my I I thought they'd already picked it up. But well, uh, good good thing that you have me that to correct you. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. But the one the only thing, and I don't know if you noticed it, Andy. There are a few scenes, like city scenes, that looked like they were a set. And then the extras, there I caught a couple extras. I know I'm being nitpicky, but I caught a couple extras looking at the camera. I'm like, oh, man, that was so obvious. So, again, it's a pilot. Overall, loved it. But if you, if, you, if I had to find a few things, then there's my few things. So. Yeah. And, you know, just so you know, guys, starting from ne- next week, well, next week's episode, we, the, we're going to talk, talk about episode in, in a different way because this t- we we had a, we need to talk about the characters because that it was about them this this week. So next week it's going to be it's going to be a di- more different. It's it's going to still be a lot of fun. Now yeah. let's let's jump to what Twitter had to say about this episode. Okay, Dirkinator twenty seven, who is Derek Bigel, one of my friends and colleagues from Kita TV, enjoyed but room for improvement. Lacked the Im- immediate personality of a Whedon show, but just as fun as the Marvel films. Yeah, I, I would I would agree with that. You know, I wouldn't be yeah. I not entirely. I I think there was a lot of I feel, it felt like a Whedon show, but but yeah, I I can see what he's talking about. Charming Red, hi, uh, hi there. She's um. Charming Red is also one of the hosts of The Hangout, so check check that one out at Kamigaze. Very cool, very cool. A really yeah. cool show. Great start, right amount of exposition, action, it feels good to make me want to see more. Plus, flying car, I agree! <laughs> that last scene, oh, that was one of my f- favorite moments. Yeah, that was cool. When Lola flew, and people, yes, it was a bit Back to the Future-esque. I was really hoping he'd say, where are we going, we don't need roads. <laughs> yeah, you will get to hear this a little bit about that, because one of um, the, um, the hosts of Across the Airways, Michael J. Petty, he, in his voice, maybe we'll get to hear later on, just listen to what, what he does at the end of it, because it was hilarious. No, but I, 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 it makes sense to me, because one of my friends, Hank, we were talking about this, like people were thinking that it was silly, and he, he made a really good point, because Howard Stark was playing with the t- that technology in Captain America. Not to mention, Iron Man is flying too, so like, why is it so hard to believe that a car like Lola could fly? <laughs> And also, because, remember, this is S.H.I.E.L.D. They need this kind of t- technology. Yeah, I've got a tweet here too, Andy, to toss out okay. in the mix here. So P. Scott Patterson, he is on Twitter, at OriginalPSP. From day one when we did our episode zero of, of a Helicarrier here, uh, he's been supporting us and following us, so he's been a, a good friend of the show. He said about Marvel, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., he said, I enjoyed it as a pilot for sure. I fear a slow-paced quote-unquote origin story and got action right off so i think you know from that we were chatting and we both agreed that the action right away was a nice uh, a nice surprise yeah now okay let's see shango at shango underscore smith 007 looks great movie quality feel to it acting superb of course and so far good and so far good storyline hashtag nerdgasm <laughs> <laughs> well said. Well said. I think there might have been a lot of those yesterday. Uh, yeah. Hank Onai, who's the guy I was talking about? Okay. Fantastic premiere. Everything worked for me. The writing, pacing, acting. Yeah, Agent of Shield is a hit. Well said. <laughs> uh, let's see. Here's a little longer tweet, but it's from um, a, good, a good listener. And Naomi at Haiti123. Love Agent of Shield. So glad to see Agent Colton lives. He totally left off with all the witty banter that he had in the movies. I was also happily surprised to see Agent Hill and all the Avengers footage. Joss Whedon is piecing the Marvel Universe together perfectly. I do have a question. So was the superhero guy part of the Mandarin experiment? His face turned red like Pepper Potts did in Iron Man 3. They said he could blow, which was like the guy in town where 
Tony met the kid. What do you think? Yeah, I think that's what um, you know. That's what we were talking about extremists and so on. And um, so th- that was pro- that was the problem in that we, that they were facing in the episode that Mike could explode. So that that that's why they had to help him. So yeah, good good observation, Naomi. And she also says she can't wait to see what happens next. So do we? <laughs> yeah, there we have the I have the original PSP tweet right here. Yeah. And and I'm sorry if I'm butchering this name. Ad Bell review uh, review. Not delusion to think original, but something to watch while waiting for Dark World and w- Winter Soldier. Yes. Well, uh-huh. I, and what he means by that is he means <laughs> for the dark, for the Dark World, the sequel to Four, who comes that comes out in November, and Captain America: The Winter Soldier that comes out next year in April. And and I hope you guys enjoy the preview you get to see for the Dark for Dark World. The preview. Oh my God. Ah, I, I, I can't wait to see this. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, hashtag nerdgasm. <laughs> <laughs> I do. If you don't mind, I want. I just want to toss in a couple sort of side tweets that because, as you know, Andy, I'm on. The, I'm on in the, in Western Canada. I was able to watch the Eastern feed though, because uh, I've got fancy time shifting on my TV. But you and I both, when we were tweeting about this yesterday during the show, before the show, we were really good about not putting any spoilers out there at all. Yeah. Sadly, sadly, there's a lot of people that don't follow this rule and can kind of ruin it for everyone. But had a couple of people just thank me and thank us for not spoiling it <clears throat> with our with our tweets so they appreciated that and and then uh, we also had another tweet from uh at, at kaylee angel she's in australia and she just she all she said was us poor aussies are yet to know when we'll see it so uh, oh, talking about the show so I, but I, I i heard they're fast tracking the um... The broadcasting for Shield there actually a couple of months oh. ago, if I believe, if I if I'm correct. So uh, oh. hopefully you will get to see it soon, uh, my dear. I hopefully yes, soon we, because we hope be, so. Yeah, and it's you know because Shield will start airing in UK on on Friday twenty seventh. So hopefully it will be shown to you guys internationally re- really soon, and we hope that you guys will get to see it soon. At Joseph, who's one of my friends from the Twitter, I love that enough references references and offhand comments to keep the show cohesive with the established universe, along with that guest appearance by Kobe Smulders, while still managing to carve out its own spot and create a new franchise. Yeah, I agree. It, it really established being its own show, its own thing, and I think that's um, a really good thing them to do because that's important when you're doing a show based off a comic book or comic book movie because it, it, it's rare because it's rare that we're getting a show based on a movie so yeah what, what do you think about his comment yeah no i think i think it's uh i think it's it's good it's like i think we're gonna it's nice to see a show it's actually nice to see a show that comes out of movies it's actually good you know they, like if you flip it around the x-files when they were on they did a movie their first movie which was i thought was fantastic and their second movie just sucked. I'm sorry to say. So it's it's can hit can be hit and miss, but I think uh, I think it, they've definitely got a hit on their hands here with this show. So good for them. Yeah, another tweet from Allison B, another good friend at uh, Bad Gentle Nerd, who's she's also one of the hosts of The Hangout. So you can check Woo-hoo. it out. Yeah, from the at Comicocity.com. Love the show. It felt like a pilot rushed at rushed at points dialogue a little bit forced but after a few eps hopefully improves i love seeing ron glass and i weep because i will never be be as cool as colson in the final scene well <laughs> we all wish we could be colson and i want that car i will actually get a driver's license if i can have that car Lo- lola jeez don't and touch lola don't touch lola indeed and um <laughs> And then we also have a tweet that, um, from Keith Callback, who's one of the hosts of um, We Talk Comics at wetalkpodcast.com. Check it out. Yeah, Enjoyed- he's a freaky guy. 
Yeah, like, enjoyed Shield. Good characters. It was all pretty silly and melodramatic, but that was fine with me. Good fanboy references. Yeah, those fanboy references were more than good. <laughs> they were just awesome. And uh, yeah, the, go on. no, I was, I was just saying, yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, and those are the tweets we have. And uh, yeah. remember, guys, you can tweet us any at any time after episodes have aired. And we will read it on the podcast. So, at Shield Assemble, remember that. And, um, yeah, we also have some uh, thoughts from the other podcast hosts in the, across the Airways Network. So, here are the thoughts of Dan Schmidt, Nico Reifstek, Michael J. Petty, and Wu S. Kim. So, here you go. Hey, India Chris. I'm just calling in to say that I really enjoyed the pilot for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. There were parts of the episode where I was very impressed with the action and special effects like the showdown at Union Station, as well as Coulson and Skye flying off in Lola got the end of the episode. But there were other moments where things, such as gadgets, looked a little bit corny. However, like with Joss Whedon's shows of the past, Cousin Buffy and Angel, I was able to look past these corny moments thanks to the great writing and characters that they have on the show. In my opinion, all the characters on this show are great because they have been laid out with archetypes like the Firefly crew, to make us interested in learning more about them, can see them interact with each other. But when it comes down to it, Clark Gregg, because Agent Phil Coulson, really carries this show. Coulson was one of my favorite parts of the Avengers, and he continues to carry that mantle, get to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., by being an everyman kind of hero. I mean, if you look at the guy, it seems like he should be a school principal, or a guy who sells car insurance instead of a secret agent but he makes us buy into it by remaining humble in the times he needs to be badass, such as crediting a faulty light bulb to stepping out of the shadows back from the dead, and having a retro Corvette that is more than meets the eye, just like Coulson. There's probably better examples that you guys could talk about, like the Marvel one-shot, a funny thing happened on the way to Thor's hammer, and the part that Coulson played in the formation of the Avengers in that movie. But that's what I picked up on in this pilot. In addition to the scene where Coulson got in Simmons's face about giving up, Kentucky Dow J. August Richards' character showed that he's a new breed of secret agent compared to 24's Jack Bauer, Burr notices Michael Weston, or even James Bond, because Coulson is in the business of saving lives, not taking them. In other words, that's something which fits Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. right into the Marvel Universe. Because Stanley envisioned it by putting Coulson and his team on the same path of its superheroes, most notably Spider-Man, go trying to help people who have lost their way due to a string of bad luck, otherwise known as the sympathetic villain. Because this doesn't only make the show perfect for the Marvel Universe, it also makes it perfect for ABC. Because I was reading an article about Castle, which praised the show for being a murder mystery series that's designed to be positive. Because I think that's the philosophy Joss Whedon has applied to the spy genre with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So if this show is able to maintain its Captain America heart, which sold me on it hook, line, and sinker, of keeping the American dream, or in this case, the international dream that seems to be fading of working hard and succeeding alive on a weekly basis, then we, true believers, are in for a great series with a bright, bright future that can be best described as Excelsior. And with that, I'm going to help in making your show Excelsior by leaving you with two questions, which I'm pretty sure you're going to discuss. But I want to hear your thoughts on them. So here they are anyway. 
First, how do you think Coulson was brought back to life? Why does Maria Hill want to keep it secret from him? I mean, is he a life bottle decoy, a scroll, or a Cree now, or is it some android thing to do with Ultron? I don't know, but I kind of want to know why. So hopefully this show's going to explain it throughout the course of the season, or in possibly one of the Marvel movies coming up. I think it's going to be more likely in the show because that just seems like a good reoccurring plot line, but we'll see. And second, do you think using the extremist virus in this episode is going to confuse people? who might have not gotten around to see an Iron Man 3 yet. I'm looking forward to hearing these answers and more from you in this first episode of the Hell Carrier podcast, which I know is going to be great. So good luck with the show, guys. And thanks for letting me be a part of it. Hey guys, it's Nico. Wanted to call in and leave a quick voicemail to say how much I love this week's S.H.I.E.L.D. premiere, and apparently I was not alone because it scored huge in the ratings, opening to 12.1 million total viewers while scoring a 4.7 rating in the coveted 18-49 to demo, ranking it as this fall's highest rated drama debut to date. It also stands as TV's best drama launch in four years since ABC's V in November of 2009. So really, good numbers for this show. One thing I love about the Whedonverse is the inclusion of former actors in his newest projects. That came most prominently in two actors this week. J. August Richards, who famously played Gunn on Angel, and Ron Glass, who played Shepard Book on Firefly. While we all knew J. August Richards was involved in the pilot, seeing Ron Glass was a nice surprise for me. I do think Ron will become a series recurring, or at least this is what I hope, as he was the team physician for this week. And I think he may be that role going forward as well. I'm hoping for that anyway. I love the introduction to each of the main characters in turn, and think we were given a good, if not too brief, intro to each of these characters. And we got at least enough to know we want to root for them, and to slowly learn their backstories and continue to watch them develop each week. Colby Smulders was actually featured more prominently than I expected in this pilot, but at the same time, I think the way they used her was brilliant and will lend itself to seeing her in more episodes going forward because they isolated her enough that they can shoot her scenes around her How I Met Your Mother shooting schedule. This was a good move on Joss's part. I still think she will be used much more and maybe even become a series regular in season two, which will be a great get for this show, though not necessary for the show to be great in itself because the current series regulars are excellent. I'm struggling to determine who is my favorite team member. It's a close call between Coulson and Melinda May, though I think the breakout star of this series will easily be the Sky character played by the relatively newcomer Chloe Bennett. I look forward to seeing this character evolve because I think she has the most room to grow as a character and could provide some of the most compelling stories going forward. I look forward to seeing where episode 2 goes and have no doubt it will be great, but this pilot was amazing. It really was exactly what I was expecting. That being said, I noticed quite a bit of criticism about the pilot, assuming that the audience is cognizant of the Marvel Universe as it regales viewers with a salvo of references established previously in big screen efforts. Quote, granted, Avengers may be the third highest grossing flick of all time, but recalling the details of last year's favorite movie may be too much to expect from anyone above the fanboy level. While there may be some merit to this criticism that the average viewer 
viewer may not remember everything from the films, I felt the pilot did a solid job of establishing everything needed to understand the plot. Yes, you get a deeper understanding if you are more familiar with the films, but it was not necessary. I felt like the pilot did an excellent job of jumping the new initiated viewer into this story. And also the criticism that the pilot suffered from being a multi-character epic with multiple storylines, including the Coulson story, Agent Grant Ward story, the Sky story, and the Hooded Hero story, which resulted in a lack of unified focus that seriously undercut the series opener. I just don't see that, as I felt the entire story came together in the end very nicely. I just hope that the same can be said going forward, but I trust Joss, Marissa, and Jed to do that just about every week, so I'm not worried going forward. I'm super excited for this series. Can't wait to hear your discussions about it. Thanks, guys, and good luck on covering Season 1. Hey, Andy and Chris. Michael J. Petty here to leave my voicemail thoughts on the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. pilot that premiered on ABC tonight at time of my little recording here. Overall, I really liked Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I think it has a lot of potential. I really love the cast. And I thought they did a great job at kind of beating around the bush with Coulson by revealing a little, but not too much. I'm really interested to see what uh, Shepard Book and Mariah Hill have in store for uh, exposition as to why Phil Coulson is back and what really happened to him in the first place. LMD, maybe? I don't know. We'll see. But with S.H.I.E.L.D., I mean, that's always a likely possibility. I really like the character of Ward. I thought he was a very good uh, protagonist in this episode. I really enjoyed him. I like his character a lot, and I hope that he continues to be as cool as he is right now. That being said, I also really like Skye because she's very opposite him. And I think that gives them kind of good chemistry. I'm not saying they should be together or anything like that, but I'm saying I really like them as partners right now alongside the rest of the team. I think we needed to see a little bit more from Melinda May, but I'm sure we'll get more backstory from her point of view later in the series, which I really can't wait for. Fitz and Simmons were really cool as well. I really like them a lot. I think they've, they're going to quickly become fan favorite characters to most of the audience outside of Coulson. Um, they're definitely some of my fan favorites. That's for sure. The plot line with the extremists was really cool because I really personally do not like Iron Man three as a comic book or Iron Man film. I think it lacks a lot of what made the first two Iron Man films so great and even what made the Avengers great. And I think part of that had to do with how they did the Extremist storyline. That being said, I do like Iron Man 3. I will be buying it on DVD. I like it as an action film and as a film, as an Iron Man comic book superhero film. Meh, it's, it's all right. But regardless... I really liked how they did the extremist plotline here, and I really hope we see more with Project Centipede. And I'm assuming the mysterious backers, and I'm sure you guys have already talked about this, are AIM. I don't know. That's a logical guess. If not, it's probably Hydra or someone like that. Either way, I'm sure it's something like that, some big shadowy organization. It would be really cool if it were Hammer, which uh, for those of you Marvel Comics fans is actually Norman Osborn's version of S.H.I.E.L.D. back when he became the Nick Fury, the Tony Stark, the Mariah Hill of the world. Um, which was a very good story arc. Obviously, you can't use Norman Osborn, even though there was a little bit of a Spider-Man reference. But um, obviously, you can't use him. But Hammer would still be cool to be around, if, if it could be at all, somehow. I mean, have his assistant from the comics run it. She, she, she would have worked. Um, 
Overall, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. the pilot was good, but it wasn't great. I thought there was a little too much humor, and I thought there was a little too much exposition. I feel for a pilot, you really need to have a lot of action. You have to introduce your characters in a way that you get a sense of all of them, but yet there's still a little bit of mystery, and you have to have an overarching story. And I think it met two of the criteria there, but I felt there was a little too much exposition. Um, one of the things I really love about the Supernatural pilot and the Chuck pilots are they have this mystery cliffhanger at the end, but at the same time, they give you enough so that you want to watch, and they give you enough so that you could just watch that one episode and be okay. I I, I, I don't know. I, I really liked the pilot. Don't get me wrong. It wasn't the best thing on Earth, and I think it has been a little bit overhyped. Personally, I think Joss Whedon is overhyped, but that's beside the point. Anyway, I really liked Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I'm definitely going to be watching next week. It makes me excited. I'm really excited to be or to figure out what's going on with Rising Tide, with this mysterious agency, and with S.H.I.E.L.D. and Phil Coulson in general. So until then, guys, I guess we'll see you later. Oh, and don't forget where we're going. We don't need Hello, Helicarrier listeners. My name is Wu S. Kim of the Longbow Hunters, the Arrow podcast on ATA. Also, I host a show on ATA called Tangent Time. I w- I'm here to drop my two cents on the new series, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. First of all, anybody who knows me needs to know this. I'm a big Joss Whedon fan. Loved his work on Angel. Loved his work on Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Firefly, and Dollhouse. Loved his work on the Avengers. I have to say, though, the first half, I wasn't really too impressed. I mean, I didn't hate the first half of the episode, I have to say that. But it looked like pretty much any, like, action TV show pilot that I've seen before. Until we get to the interrogation scene. And anybody who's seen the episode knows what I'm talking about with Agent Ward and Sky. Love the introduction of all the characters. I thought the foundation of the characters as well as the series was very well laid in this episode. Thanks, of course, bringing in Firefly alumnus Ron Glass and, of course, Maria Hill herself, Kobe Smulders, for this pilot episode. I think really, really helped the series. One of the things that I loved about this about this episode, I was about to say season, this episode the most, was the dialogue with Coulson. He really does fill in for the Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel fans, the Giles or the Doyle of of this universe, being a strong leader, being the one to tell the team members, we need to get our crap together, we need to get our stuff together, let's go, let's go guys, never t- Never tell me that there is never not a way to save people. I really loved um, Clark Gregg's performance. So much more depth than we're usually being able to see from him. Loved his interactions with everybody. Loved Agent Ward very much. I can't, I'm sorry, I can't think of the performer's name right off the top of my head. But he reminds me of the performer Mark Lucas a.k.a. Riley Finn on the fourth season of Buffy the Vampire Slayer in terms of this very no-nonsense, very straight-laced guy who once he gets like a 
he let, he lets go of his inhibitions a little bit. He is a, a much more funny, much more deep character than he seems. Loved Chloe Bennett as Sky. I loved her in the trailers before I even saw this episode, but I love her even more. I assumed the character of Sky. This is who, for and this is for some of the Smallville listeners that are listening who are fans of the. CW series Smallville when it was on about Superman. This is what the character Chloe Sullivan, played by Allison Mack, would have been if she had never met Kal-El of Krypton. And the almost hero worship, the fangirlism, as they they said in the episode, I really enjoyed that. I don't want to take too much of your guys' time. I I have to give a lot of credit to J. August Richards for playing such a multifaceted, multi-dimensional multi-dimensional character love his speech in Los Angeles Union Station and for those who don't live in Los Angeles that is the real Los Angeles Union Station I I go to it regularly going to going to grad school this year I'm going to be there almost every day so it's very surreal to actually see it on TV places where you know, Joss Whedon has actually shot I've actually visited speaking of Joss Whedon to wrap this up I have to say, this is probably one of Joss's best pilots that he's ever done. It's on the same level of the Angel pilot, of establishing a world that's already been established, but giving it much more, excuse me, much more depth than it, it ever has before. I'm really looking forward to this next episode. I'm really looking forward to the rest of the season. Overall, I give this pilot a 5 out of 5. Not the best thing I've ever seen, but... Clearly, clearly not the worst either. Good, good job, Joss. Good job to his sister-in-law, Mar Marissa, his brother, Jed. Great job by the, all the showrunners. I'll, I'll talk to you guys hopefully next week. Talk to you later. Back to Andy and Chris. Bye, guys. And we're back. Thank you guys so much for your thoughts. And yeah, let's. we're going to head into closing before we get to the supporter section. Good thoughts indeed. Love them all, by the way. Yeah. So you can fo follow me at Samaritanite Free. Chris, where can people find you? Yeah, you can find me at comic underscore Canuck. And uh, that's C-O-M-I-C underscore C-A-N-U-C-K. You like to spell things, don't you? Yeah, uh, you you'd be surprised how many people spell Canuck around. So just saying. Yeah. Yeah. To follow the podcast, follow us at Shield Assemble. It's um that's the official Twitter feed for our podcast. And um if you want to find out about find out about our other podcasts here at ATA, you can listen to DC Nation Podcast, Long Behind's Arrow Podcast, which will be back in a few weeks as Arrow comes back in a few weeks yeah. on the CW. And you can listen to the regular ATA podcast of obviously. And it's Italian Time with Michael and Wu. You can like Across the Airways at Facebook and follow them at Google+. And follow Across the Airways at Twitter at Across Airways, there's no dumb. And follow the website for more information and so on. AcrossTheAirways.com For my other boss and a good friend of mine, Craig Burns' website, ShieldSide.net. And the, the, the portal page for Marvel's Age of S.H.I.E.L.D. For, uh, in the KZ TV network, uh, you can go to Green Air TV and um, Flash TV News and so for more information about the other show. 
other shows that he that they're covering. He has a lot of websites; they're amazing. But go to shieldside.net that has images up for episode two and three, and they have reviews up by colleagues of mine, good friends of mine, Matt Tucker and Derek Bigel, who whose tweet we were reading at, at the beginning of the Twitter section. So check out what they had to say. They had a lot of great things to say, and Matt was the one who pointed out about the journey into mystery. So check them out; they're amazing. And um, yeah. And uh, you, Chris, you have um, a little plug as well to do. Yeah, so uh, I am the co-owner and managing editor at comicbooktherapy.com. I want to thank the guys at Across the Airwaves and Andy for bringing me on and asking me to be part of this awesome, fun podcast. Uh, It's the first but not the last. And uh, yeah, you can find Comic Book Therapy on Twitter at ComicBTherapy. And we're also on Facebook under comic book therapy so check us out there and uh yeah there, there we go there we go so if you're not sticking around for spoilers guys we will see you next week for episode 2084 and uh until then i'm andy Bakht. and i'm chris Stuker. and we will see you on the hell carrier investigate in 084. We all know what that means. It means we don't know what that means. This season, to investigate the strange and the unknown, five unlikely experts we just can't seem to understand each other must become so work it out. The ultimate team. Pretty kick-ass. And trust us, you won't want to miss the very end of every episode. (laughs) Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Watch it live all new next Tuesday at 8, 7 central. And what you just heard was the the audio for, uh, from the trailer of 084, the second episode of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that will air next week. And here is the official description for that episode. Colson and his S.H.I.E.L.D. agents travel to Peru to investigate an object of unknown origin, codenamed 084. But when he runs into Commandant Camilla Re- uh, Reyes, more than f- just sparks fly at 30,000 feet. So, yeah, we don't know much about it, ep- this episode, but we know that they are going, apparently going to Peru because they are doing international shoots. And um, what, did you, what do you think about what this episode that we're getting next week? You know, what I like most about it is in, like, in episode one, they talked about how like the heroes of like Cap- Captain America, Hulk, Thor, Iron Man, uh, how they're all level six. <laughs> and these guys are all level seven. Uh, the reason I mentioned that is because these those heroes I just mentioned and the whole team and Hawkeye and and uh, and Widow and everything they're all such they're the prime heroes and so when they when Coulson says I'm not really sure what an 084 is it makes it sound like it's going to be something huge so I'm really hoping that it's it's a big caliber type uh, hero or villain that could live around sort of the same the same level as as the the heroes in the movies. So, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it. It's gonna be fun. Exactly, and um, I agree. It's good that they not they're not even re- really sure what it is either. And um, but I think it's gonna be interesting who 
this Camilla is, um, what, and what her interaction with Colson was in the past. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Yeah, but- I don't know why I feel this. But just because of the name, the title that she has, Commandante, if that's mm-hmm. even the way you say it, could she be the cellist? <laughs> From the like, I just don't. I just imagine these kind of people just doing playing some musical instrument because they have a high <laughs> precision. I don't know. You know, I th- I think uh, yeah, it's it makes you think. Uh, what I like the what I like the most about bringing in someone to deal with Coulson is you're, we're gonna. It, I feel like we're gonna be. They're gonna reveal nuggets about Coulson's history and who he is through every episode, and that's that's what kind of that that. If if you don't like any other characters but you love Coulson, they're doing a good job of keeping you interested. So I, I'm looking forward to seeing what they what they do. Yeah, and uh, like like we said, guys, if you guys are interested of seeing images for that episode, head over to Shieldside.net. I'm just excited to see the second episode because they keep talking about that it's going to be a really big episode. Yeah, but I guess that will be that, that will be it for the spoiler section. Yeah, we'll be back next week, and um, until then, guys, we will see you on the Hellcare.